Hey everybody, welcome back to Light the Fight Podcast. And we're here serving up another DM here for you. We gotta tell you, we love hearing from you. The good, the bad, the ugly, we love it all. And so um, I've, got, I've got one that, has, that came in. And so I'm gonna read this one to you because there's good and bad here, or I shouldn't say bad. A um, little bit of both. So this this is for Dave. This is not for Heidi. <laughs> I don't have an answer for this. Okay. Well, so. all the all the DMs <laughs> are just questions that come mostly to you. You send them over to me. I give a response, and then you add your little bedazzle to it. You bedazzle <laughs> it up and make it sound a whole lot more relatable and understandable. So, yes. No, I get it, and I go, I have no idea. No, you do, though. Once we start talking, you're like, oh, I remember. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to read the whole thing because it also makes me feel good. It says, thank you for this podcast. It truly is helping make my life better as a mom. I've had serious aha moments. I want to be a first responder, which isn't at all natural for me. And you know me. Okay, yep, I know. It's so hard. Okay, she says, so, so many good nuggets. Thank you. You both are making lives better. So that's me too, not that's, just you. That, this is a great one. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm glad you picked this one. This is very thoughtful. Whoever that was, thank you very much. Okay, well, now we get to the question. Okay. 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 My question would be, how can I encourage my son to engage with friends again? He prefers video and technology games. I feel like the disconnect is growing. He seems, it seems like his depression is getting worse. He says they all prefer to game at home. Boo. No, no. So, I mean, every mom out there, this is what you want, right? You, you want your kid gaming at home, <laughs> eating all the snacks in the cupboard. With Can, the room dark. You yeah, really like dark. it. it. It gives you so much comfort when the lights are low, because the windows are closed, the doors closed. So much comfort. Let's all face that. it. That is the perfect recipe for chores getting done. <laughs> homework getting done and for those of you who are lucky to have a kid out of high school still doing that it's also a perfect <laughs> recipe for them changing jobs every month so now that we established that um, no you don't want your kid playing video games isolating himself Xbox Live and stuff like that they're like hey I'm playing games with other people the problem is that you hear what some of the other people say unless they're smart enough to put on their headphones because they only have to make up that they only have to make that mistake yeah. Like once or twice, then you're like, who, who is that in there talking? <laughs> well, there is a little community within that. Some You get the kids who are like, they, they're not professional at it, but they're trash talkers. And that's, that's how they get their fix. That, that's probably well, you're just a as trash much. talker. I'm a trash talker, but we established last episode, <laughs> I've, I've decided to use my powers for good instead of evil. And so, no, yeah, so, so real quick, back to the question. So she doesn't want her son. She's concerned. She's worrying. He's isolating. It's, it, she alluded to that it's only making his depression worse, so I'm assuming that he's, he's been struggling with depression. Okay, so I could say go back to this episode and this episode. So some of the things I'm saying and some of the things I will say in the future will be bits and pieces of repeating other things we talked about, only because there's a lot of crossover between a lot of these things when it's coming to relationships, specifically well, relationships with your it. kids we got to have the rep repetition. I mean, I've only been re repeating these things like Yeah, yeah. No. So it helps. Point well taken. Point well taken. We all need reps at this. Okay. So let's back up really quickly. So your son has depression. A lot of people know 
that when you're depressed, you're more likely to isolate yourself and be alone. Um, I, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that depression is a symptom of a whole lot of other things going on in someone's life. Specifically with young men, though. Let's be real here for a second. No disrespect to Xbox and Sony, because no matter what I say, it's not going to stop you making millions of dollars. So I'm just going to say it. They've hacked the brains of, I shouldn't say just our young boys, but I think it's more prevalent with young boys. They've hacked the brains of our young boys. Here's what they've hacked into. The hero's archetype. The hero. Every young boy, I mean, if you've ever watched anything or learned anything about the Spartan warriors, like, what was it, 10 or 12 years old? They'd send them off on these, like, here's a sword, here's a couple sticks and some stuff to make fire, and you have to go live out in the wilderness by yourself, and if you come back and survive, you're worthy to be a warrior here. If not, uh, you know, get good, good riddance, because the, the weak ones are gone. So for, I don't know how long, but there's always been this, we want to be a hero. We want to, not everybody's preparing to be a warrior, but we've always wanted to have, and I'm saying we as young men, we've always wanted to get the damsel in distress. We've always wanted to be praised. We've always wanted to tell people, we've always wanted people to see us as the person who could slay the dragon to help people be the savior of the day. So that's inside of us. That's the same thing that gets a young man to want to be good in athletics. That's the same thing that gets a young man that wants to be get, get good grades, to get the girl. There's a lot of things that makes a young man want to be a hero. Well, they've hacked into that inside of our young men's brains. So here's what they do. When I say they, these are what these video games do. And it shouldn't be any surprise to you, but they make you feel like a hero with Cheetos on your fingers. They make you feel like you're a hero with no risk. The Spartan warriors, the stories we hear about those kids, that the, the stuff that they had to do, and I'm using this one for example because I heard this not too long ago, the stuff that they'd have to do to prove their manhood or their rite of passage for some people is more mental and psychological than it was physical. There was always something that they had to do that was really difficult to come out saying, wow, I'm ready to take on the world. Well, that thing nowadays is digital video games. Hmm. So if your confidence that, was built upon being a hero in a virtual reality, what do you think you'll want to live in? A virtual reality where you're a hero or live in a reality where you're a zero? Yeah. Now, this I is interesting because I know lots of, well, I know of lots of high-level professional athletes that are addicted to video games. Love them. Even if they're not addicted, they're obsessed. They're like, oh, I want to play this video game. The competitive nature. None of those things bring out the competitive nature. That's not a bad thing. Trying to get good at something. That's not a bad thing. But when you start to lean towards, I'd prefer this life because this life is less challenging, it's less hurtful, it's less painful than my real life, well then I can't blame a young man when a mom comes in or a dad comes in and says, they're on the video games all the time, that's all they do, and blah, blah, blah. Then I talk to the kid, I go, tell me your favorite video game that you like. Oh, they go off for 20, 30 minutes. Oh yeah, right now it's Fortnite. Okay, this, and they're telling me about all these games that they're yeah, playing. What is the deal with Fortnite? It's, it's a big deal. Don't, don't even question it. Okay, It's okay. a big deal. <laughs> well, I know. Don't you even I go know. there right now. <laughs> okay, point is, we're protective even of our video games. We're protective of our drug. We're protective of our fantasy. We don't want someone to turn off our fantasy. If we failed at our fantasy, we don't want our mom to say, hey, you got to get off now because you have to get back to reality and do the chores I gave you. It's like, no, what I'm doing is important. 
So these young people believe what they're accomplishing, their tasks, their goals. The video games are great. They're set up to accomplish certain tasks and goals to advance the next level. When you advance the next level in a video game, you worked hard to get there. It's true. You had to figure out a problem, complex problems and solutions. Some video games you had to work with other people. You had to have like eye-hand coordination. Eye-hand coordination for other people. <laughs> you, some video games you have I to have work with no, other people. I can't do it. I can't even play. I can't. I'm terrible. Thank you for that confession. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not good at things you don't practice. I'm not good at video games either because I don't practice them. So as you're going through all these things, they're like getting skills. I'm focusing. You're doing something. Most parents tell me, imagine if you put half that energy towards your schoolwork or towards socializing or anything, you'd have equal success. Well, it's more rewarding. The brain works off of simple reward systems. If you're getting rewarded, by the way, here's what the reward sounds like. I remember the first time I got this drug. This just shows you how old I am. There's a video game called Street Fighter. And I took one quarter off of college because of Street Fighter. This is where I realized I had a serious addiction, could have a serious addiction you to video to games. You had take school off so you could play a game? No, I took school off to play a game. I was supposed to be at class every single time. <laughs> so I didn't have to do this. This was my choice. The point being was at that time, I was going through a breakup. At that time, I was struggling on the football team because of injuries. I couldn't control anything. In my reality, I wasn't a hero then, and it wasn't look like I was going to be a hero anytime soon. So if I had a moment where I could defeat that challenge in front of me, at the end of that, at the end of that moment, here's what I got in reward. I'll never forget it. Congratulations! Oh, you get to the next level. Oh my gosh, you're good at that. And when you went to the next level, it was like, oh yeah, baby, bring it. I remember I was like, and I remember I was getting this adrenaline. I stood up and I was pacing around in my, in my, my living room. I was like this. My friend came home. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't bother me. I'm in the zone. Don't bother me. It was like every silence, like I'm like accomplishing some sort of like I'm curing cancer or something. Like I was like, in, I, was like I wasn't going to sleep until I, 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 until I passed this next level. Problem was is I didn't feed anybody at that time. I didn't contribute to society. I didn't help my family. My football team needed me to be working out, going to school, getting grades so that I could actually play on the football team. Everybody that invested me in my life, I told them, pause, hold on. This was more important because this is the only time I was feeling high. Now, I'm sitting, now, me as a counselor, I sit across from a teenage boy, and I'm supposed to take the side of the parent saying, don't you realize this is destroying your brain, and tell them everything their parents said? No, I don't do that. Here's what I do instead. Ask them what their favorite video game, tell me why they like it, and then make the comparisons of why they like that game and quickly flip that over to that's what you want in your real life. You just haven't figured it out. Let's play another game along with this other game. So play video games, but let's get better at winning this game. Because if you win at this game, playing the video game, you can really enjoy it. But when you're all in, all your eggs are in that basket, I have to be good at that video game. Then the rest of your life pales in comparison because you don't get the high of having a life and having fun. Your fun becomes your life. Now, you could, ex you could replace that for sports. You could replace that for social media. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could plug in that video game. But the video game for boys, specifically because it taps in to the natural biology of them wanting to be important, strong, and do hard things, but no one wants to take a risk and get their feelings hurt and get their heart broken and be embarrassed and be shamed. So this is the safest one. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about in our other episodes, shame lurks in the darkness and the shadows. 
Literally video games lurk in the darkness and in the shadows. Basements all across America <laughs> are filled right now with someone taking it a little too serious. And the funniest YouTube videos are when kids are freaking out and everybody's laughing at them because the kids that are laughing at them are going, I don't take it that serious. I ain't that addicted. I've still got a life to go back to. So her question is, how does she help her son get out of that? Now, I, I don't well, know. If and she, she wants her friend, him to connect with real people. Well, something that you can do, and, and this is not a solution, because I've said this to other parents, and they say, well, that's not a solution. He needs to hang out with his friends. I go, okay, but no one goes from adding and subtracting to trigonometry. Like, there's, there's levels. There's steps to this. You don't go from level one of the video game to level ten. First things first, okay, you tell your kid, I'll make you a deal. You connect socially. You go to this little event that technically they probably go to if they weren't so socially isolated. Do you go to this event? I will help you in whatever way possible have your own video game marathon. Whether it's online, whether it's in person, set up a party, you know, we're gonna have like, and it's gonna be from midnight to 4 a.m. I remember I had this one mom, her son was 17 years old. So midnight to 4 a.m., I can't condone something like that happening. What do you think your son's doing at midnight to 4 a.m. tonight? Playing video games? Okay, whether you condone it or not, it's happening. Might as well get on the actually train of your part of this whole entire, hey, if you're gonna play video games, if you're gonna play video games, because a lot of kids will say, I'm going to be a professional video game player. I had this one parent. Unfortunately for this kid, his dad was a like big-time CEO. He's like, okay, well, then you're going to be the best video game player ever. Because what are you talking about? Well, I'm not that good. I'm just, you know, I want to be a pro, but I don't want to be that good of a pro. He's like, no, no, you're either going to be the best or you're not going to be the best. So he finally can, he made a deal with the son. He goes, for the next three weeks, we're going to train video games like an athlete trains athletics. And let's see how much fun it is. At the end of that three weeks... He didn't like the video game as much. He said it took away the fun from it. The son said it was fun until I had to do it as a job. You know what that reminded me of? When I played football in college. Football is fun until I had to do it, until there was something really weighing on it. So the son of that experience said, okay, I get what you're saying. I don't necessarily want this as a career. I just like the idea of me having fun as a career. So dad said, okay, if you want to have fun as a career, you're going to have to change your interpretation of what fun is. What are some other things that make you have fun? Talks about being around girls, this and that. He goes, okay, well, then you can develop a company, an app to help girls find out fashion items. He just went through, this was a very successful dad. There was no option that they couldn't do. He's like, so if you want to have fun, you're going to have to take the things that you enjoy doing, but you can actually make money off of or go to college off of and tweak it to that. Make sure your fun stays in the basement and make sure things that you enjoy doing becomes what you actually do for school or for a living. Because you're not gonna be really good and you can't always make money off of fun. A lot of people say, yeah, you know, if it's a hobby, you know, just enjoy it. For her son, in this situation, it could become a real problem because if you have depression and it starts to become your coping mechanism to deal with stress. A lot of guys that come home, full grown adults, they play Madden, they play these games, and they shut down from their wives. They shut down from their families. They come in and tell me, I feel bad for shutting down from them. However, I need a release. I said, okay. So you deserve that release. Absolutely. But when does that, does that release have a timestamp? Like, when does it stop? Does it stop when you feel that you've successfully accomplished the video game? Or does it stop when you realize that it's a little excessive trying to accomplish this video game? Put some time parameters on it. If you're coming home 
at 8 o'clock and you say, I want to play video games from 8 to 9 o'clock, then play video games from 8 to 9 o'clock. If you're a parent and your teen says, I don't want to do my homework because I want to come home and relax and play video games, be ahead of it. Say, I tell you what, from now on, all that stuff where I made you do your homework when you come home from school, we're going to try it your way. You're going to get to play video games every single day when you come home from school. However, I ain't calling you out of your classes when, you, when you're too tired and you slipped in from school. However, when it comes down to the actual parts of you following through with your grades, if you don't get your grades, sign this agreement or agree to me that if you don't meet this certain grades, then you're not going to play your video games as much. You have to come at them with something like, I'm not going to try and stop you from playing your video games, but I'm going to help you see that you can play your video games and you can do these other things. So you're kind of saying use the video gaming as a currency that that you that you use that that you put a value on that and that if they they do they they earn the privilege or so is there some kind of a trade-off here's what you're saying people usually want to stop someone from doing something that you think will that will harm them or hurt them in the long run but at the moment they're saying this isn't harming me or hurting me it's fun it's entertaining and they will defend and this has always been a common saying with addiction, people offend their addictions. Well, even if your kid's not addicted to it, if you try to take it away or you try to tell them it's bad for their brain, this, that, and the other, of course they're going to defend it. You're attacking something they like. That's like someone talking bad about your friend. You're like, hey, you're going to stick up for your friend. They're sticking up for video games because guess what? They have a relationship. You know how many kids are in a full-time committed relationship with Xbox? <laughs> I mean, loyalty. I mean, they ain't never cheating on Xbox. She must be the most beautiful woman in the world or whatever, whoever you're attracted to, right? This is a real relationship. So to try to tell someone to break up with someone that they like, even though that person's not good for them, that never goes well. No one, even if they go, yeah, I should break up with them. And then two weeks later, you see them. Did you break up? They go, no, I'm not strong enough to break up with them. So instead of your kid to say, you can't play video games, don't play video games, say, okay, Let's try to see if we can use video games to your benefit. If this will keep you motivated towards schoolwork, then I'll tell you what, I'll put that, I'll put that temptation, not the temptation, but I'll put the motivation in front of your face. You get to play video games from this time to this time without me bothering you. I don't say a word, I don't complain to you. As long as at the end of each week, I check your grades and it's at this particular place. If your grades aren't at this particular place, then you're going to volunteer to give me back your Xbox for a certain amount of days until you get that back up. But here's the great thing about it. You're going to get the freedom way before anything else. You don't have to earn the freedom of your video game. Most people that, call, that have a question like that, they've already been battling with the video game. Now the problem is the video game. When the real problem is the video game, the real problem is their avoidance of uncomfortable circumstances so they stay with the video game. How many people do this with bad relationships? I'm going to stay with a bad relationship because it's what I'm used to and I don't have to work on it. Well, and if, if you look at it from the mom's perspective, the mom's like feeling all this guilt for allowing this to go on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if, if the parent steps in and says, okay, how about this? You know, make a deal. Um, and I like what you, and you've said, I've heard you say this many a time, give the freedom first and first one's free. <laughs> first one's free. First one's always free. It's how you get them hooked. But it's important for the parent. You have, this can't be a reaction 
to your kid trying to get you to let them play video games. No, you it's got to be on your terms. You have right? to tell them, hey, listen, listen. I tell you what, I've been really hard on you about playing video games, and you've been mad. Safe to say? They'll go, yeah. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to take a different approach. I'm, I'm going to stop talking bad about video games. I'm just not going to do anymore. Because the reality of it is, is you can make lots of money. You can have a successful career in the video gaming industry. It's a real, it's a multi-million, it's a billion dollar industry, right? So maybe you're one of those people who makes it in that industry. But for now, you have an industry called high school. So let's do this. I want to support you in your video game ventures and being the best video game player you could possibly be. And I also want you to do your schoolwork. So I'm going to do you a solid first. I'll give you this up front if you would agree to do this. If you don't follow through with this, then what you do is I don't consequent you. I, I don't give you consequence. I don't take your video game away from you. You choose to go without it for a day or two. It's not a terminal thing. You don't take your kids' video games away from them for months at a time. Well, You're how not much, teaching them anything. How much better is that than you getting the, the report card and then screaming and yanking the Xbox out of the wall and throwing it against the ground. Bare minimum, parents out there listening to this, bare minimum, you can look at your kids' grades once a week. If you're listening to this and you're looking at your kids more than once a week, that's like looking at your social media every few seconds throughout the whole entire day. Or go with the weight. Go with the getting on the scale. Or, or well, that can be yours. That can be yours. There's just certain things. It's like it has it has a point where you're having a negative return. Yeah. Now, now you're just like, I mean, it's so simple. And now that we've said this, I probably should do the parent-teen agreement to kind of give more context to what I'm talking about because it sounds good an idea. But for most parents to take what we just said right now and apply that in like a plan, we should probably follow up with that to give you that. But in in just in, in, in another episode. Yeah, yeah. In, okay. in in a nutshell, what I'm saying is that. It's a whole lot easier to say, you know what, I'm going to front you the freedom, the things that you want, because I've been listening to you. I'm taking into consideration everything that you've been saying. So I'm going to offer a bit of a negotiation where I come to the table with saying, I'm going to give you something that you want. In return, I only ask you to do something that's beneficial for you. Even if you don't want to go to school in time, even if you don't want to do those things, that's okay. You don't have to want to do those things, but you're smart enough to realize that it would be better for you if you did. So I'm going to give you the video game time up front. You get to pick when you want to watch the video games on one condition. That at the end of the week, when we look at your grades, if they're not where they're supposed to be, then you get to pick a day without your video game. The next week, if it happens again, now you get two days without your Xbox. It slowly adds in time. Now, can I bring something up? Go ahead. This particular mom in this DM wasn't concerned about her kids' grades. And that's not to say that he's, she's not. She's concerned. She she would like her child to have connections with real people. Is is there does it work the same? Like I want you to do like how can she actually motivate like in 5 seconds or <laughs> how can she actually motivate him not against grades like this is your success forever? Like how do you get your kid to actually get together with friends again? Well, without knowing all the details of their situation, a blanket statement that I can say is that you have to use the video games, regardless whether it's to get them to do homework, to hang out with friends, you have to use it as the, the, the motivator. Like the, That's what you're dangling in front of their face. You're saying, hey, if you want more freedom with video games, if you want more of these things, then try this over here. 
Now, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be your decision. Let's say it's a social thing. Let's say your parent says, hey, someone's party is happening. You're invited to go. He's like, well, I don't know if I really want to go to the party. Okay, well, do you want to play your video games? Okay, great. Well, I'll tell you what. I will give you more time in your video game. I'll do this if you do this. They need more information to compare it to. If you're talking about a 17-year-old boy, how much life experiences do they have as an adult? Zero, okay? If you're talking about a 17-year-old boy, how much life experience do they have comparing what's cooler, playing video games with my friends or playing video games online or playing real type of games, socializing, hanging out at the movie theater, whatever, with my friends? The only way that they're going to have a good comparison between the two is they have to have a healthy diet of both. Mm -hmm. If this is social nutrition, the more video games you're consuming, it's like you're eating off a dollar menu every single day. You're surviving, you're getting by, but socially it's not that healthy. If you're socializing with your friends, that would be like eating a really good meal. Maybe it's healthy, maybe it tastes good, all the above from a really good restaurant and has a really good experience while eating the meal. The more good meals you have, the more you know how crappy, crappy meals really are. You have to have something to compare it to. But for you to tell your kid that playing video games all day long is going to burn your brain and they need to go hang out with their friends, you're not telling them anything. You got to give them an experience. Tell them, do this, but I'll, I want you to have this, and then let them make the decision on how much they want to weigh it out. And we all know sometimes you can get lucky. Sometimes you set up an, a, a teenage play date with someone. You get your kid to go somewhere. They meet a friend, and it goes well, and then you're back in business. They want to be a little bit more social. Because there could be a situation it where could be. maybe he's not connecting with friends. Maybe there's a social situation where there, there's a problem. The high of a video game telling you you're successful, you've done good, you've passed the next level and made you feel like a hero is a very good high. But it is nowhere close to you hanging out with your buddies, having a good time, having a girl flirt with you, have a friend tell you a deep, dark secret. They're like, whoa, I didn't know you did that. Like, those are experiences that tap into neurochemicals at such a more intense level than even a video game does. But the video game's guaranteed. Every time you go to a social event and hang out with kids, there's no guarantee how you feel. Every time you play a video game, there's, an, there's a certain perception that I'm going to feel a lot better than I won't. So, of course, the video game becomes the safety to go to. Give your kids opportunities to compare the two. Be creative and use the video games. If you got to say, hey, you know what? If you do three of these social events, if it's really bad where he's just avoiding social, if you do three of these social events, even if you got to invite someone with you, I'll buy you the next video game that comes out that you want. I mean, is it okay to say, look, get some friends and go bowling. I'll, I'll pay for it. Well, of course. Here's the thing. It has to be in a response, not a reaction, though. If you're really frustrated with your kids not getting out, it's like, we just do something. I tell you, I'll buy this. I'll do it. You never want to be in that desperate reaction what they're doing. You want to be calm and collective. You say, you know what? I've been giving you a hard time about the video games. I'm going to take a different approach. I listened to this podcast. They had some crazy ideas. Okay? On this podcast, they said, negotiate with your kid. If the video games are important, say, you think this is important, I'm going to let that influence me now, and I'm going to give you some more freedom to leave away with that. However, I want you to be influenced by what's important to me. I want you to go hang out with some kids. So you do this and you get this over here. You're tapping into the reward system that the video games have hacked. You pass this level, you feel like a hero. You, pa you slay that dragon, you feel like a hero. 
What you're telling them is that you hang out with other kids, you feel like a freaking teenager having a fun life with cool memories worth writing down someday. Go live a life that gives you ideas for a video game. I um, bought stuff for s'mores, and kids came. So, dude, video games food. outside in the summertime on a projector on the side yeah. of a house. I saw kids in my neighborhood not too long ago. Well, it was my neighborhood. It was a friend's neighborhood. They're all sitting in the driveway. They had the projector up on the thing, and they were playing video games outside on the driveway in the summer day. That was really creative of that parent. I remember yeah. I was going, I was thinking, I go, I wonder how that parent came up with that idea. I was impressed. I liked it. And then every now and then, instead of doing a video game, guess what they did? They put a movie on. They started to switch it up. They just needed something outside of the box. Yeah. Or outside the basement in this case. Well, I hope <laughs> to whoever you are out there and um, whoever else that you, you might be that may be in this scenario, I, I hope that this speaks to you. Um, so give it a try. Let us know if... You know, if it backfires, shoot us another DM, and I'll no, ask David. If it backfires, it's Heidi's fault. <laughs> it's, my, it's always my. The backfires are always my. No, fault. most of the time when this happens, people just need more info. So that's why I said we'll probably do a, some sort of a follow-up episode about the parent-teen, parent-teen, uh, parent-teen uh, parent partnership, but philosophy, how how you do this in actual, yeah, like I how you actually good, make it happen. I think it's a good idea, and and you know, for those of you who have kids that you know, maybe are younger. We actually have a, I keep hearing people have, have younger kids. They're not even teenagers yet. Um, such good information to have, you know, before you're in, in the thick of it too. Yeah. And one thing to add to this, the goal is to not get your kids to not play video games when they love to play video games. If that happens throughout their life, you just got lucky. The goal should be to give them opportunities to have experiences to compare to. Is playing a video game and feeling like a fake hero really as cool as you think it is? Or is there something even better? Video games will always be fun. But most people would argue they're a whole lot funner if you're playing them with your friends. They're a whole lot funner if you're playing them after you just had a cool sporting event. Like it's more of a celebration versus that's all you do. All right, you guys, thanks for listening as always. And we'd love to hear your questions. So you can DM us right on Instagram, right on our Light the Fight feed. You can message myself or even David. You can go to elevatepodcasting.com and we have an email button right there that you can um, email us. Or you can go to lightthefight at gmail.com and email. So there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. Um, we love hearing from you and have a great week. It's going down in the DM. <laughs>